Welcome to Your Life Matters Today, hosted by Dr. Cliff Robertson. Listen in close for tips and the tools you need to discover how to build your best life, overcome mental health challenges, and understand your self-worth. Now, here is Dr. Cliff Robertson. Good morning. This is uh, Your Life Matters Today. And and, uh, as the uh, intro said, this is uh, Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr., and I'm really happy to be here today. This is our inaugural show. And I've got my, you know, I've got, uh, you know, my best friend on here with me today. Um, the, uh, the new executive director for the, the warrior's refuge, uh, Caesar, tell us a little bit about yourself. Then we'll dive into the show. Sure. Good morning, everybody. My name is Caesar Cantu. I'm uh, 54 years old. And, and yes, I, in March, I became the executive director of the warrior's refuge. It's an exciting time for me. I've done many things uh, and worked with the homeless population for quite some time now, for about six years in total. I've worked with youth, families, uh, now veterans, and and what a joy it is to to be able to um, join the Lord in his work uh, with our with his people. Um, Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to say how you know, you know, how blessed the organization is, is to have you. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we started it, we started it together, um, you know, a little over three years ago now is, is, is when it actually, actually kicked off. We didn't open the doors until June, right. June, but, uh, uh, to interview with you here in just a minute. And at the break, we're going to flip the script and you're going to talk to me a minute, but, but I just kind of wanted to tell everybody here that, you know, that's listening, you know, just a little bit about the, the why behind why we're doing this show. Um, you know, as the opening said, you know, my name is, is, is Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr. And, uh, you know, I've had several titles, uh, over the years, um, some good, some bad. Um, but the truth is none of them really matter. Uh, when, you know, when you're hit with tragedy or depression or challenges, you know, I've struggled in life more than most people would imagine. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I, I have to say this, is that um, God has really spoken in, in, into our lives and, and into my life. And, you know, one of the messages that keeps coming through is that your life matters. You know, we could go, we could go on and on about that topic, and we're going to talk more about it the second half of the show. But, but really what I wanted to say is that, that if you're suffering from depression today or anxiety, um, and, and I know that 70% of America at any one time is, so you're not alone and you feel like that 800 pound gorilla is on your chest and that life is not going the way that it should. And that, that, and that maybe you're even thinking about, um, not being with us anymore. And I just want to tell you that, uh, don't quit. Your life does matter, and it matters more than you can imagine. Let me give you a little scenario that uh, that I included in the book. The, the The new book just came out. Your life matters. <clears throat> um, I, I, I was talking with the, with a gentleman in a counseling session, and uh, and he was saying some of those same very same words. He said that the uh, that his uh, he felt like his life was over. He had lost he had lost so much, and his kids hated him, and uh, he just didn't feel like he needed to be here anymore. So I kind of walked with, with him through a scenario that just kind of, that is like the Lord gave me. And that was, you know, I said, okay, uh, what is it you do for a living? And he told me he's an insurance adjuster. He actually works for the, like the homeowner during a disaster. 
And I said, okay, well, how many people do you come in contact with new on a, on a weekly basis? And he said about 25 to 30. And you, you also do some work in your church, right? You, you work with um, how many people a week? He said about 100 to 150. And about 50 of those are new each week. Okay. And then you come in contact with other random people. And as we started to add these numbers up of people that he came in contact with on a regular basis in a positive way, in a very specific and intentional positive way, we came to numbers that absolutely blew him away. Over the course of, of a month, it was hundreds. Over the course of a year, it was thousands. And after we looked at 10 years in his career as, as this client-focused um, insurance adjuster, he could fill the Staples Arena, Staples Center, with his raving fans people whose lives he had intimately engaged with and made a difference in their lives. And it was at that moment that he, he said, wow, I never really looked at it that way. I guess my life does matter. God does have a plan for me. One of my favorite passages is um, Ephesians 2.10, for you are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus for the good work he planned for you from the beginning so that you may walk in it. So let's walk in it a little bit. And um, sorry for that long, uh, long explanation of, of kind of the why, but I hope there's some people who can relate. Now we're going to flip back and we're going to, and we're going to talk to my friend here who's with me, uh, Caesar. So, so Caesar, um, most of the people listening today do not have any idea what the Warriors Refuge is. So just kind of tell us a little bit about it, if you would. Well, it really is a refuge uh, for our veteran homeless population, it really is. As I um, walk the hallways and, and talk to our veterans and, you know, I hear about what it does for them and, and how it just brings that healing about, it really is a refuge. It's a place where um, you don't necessarily just rest. I mean, you come to get the healing that you need. We've got several uh, avenues for that, whether it's through education, work training, uh, counseling, uh, special projects. They were in the community here last week. Uh, actually, they redid a driveway for a local church in Clute, wow. Texas. And so we had about four or five veterans out there operating heavy machinery at a minimal cost to um, to anything involved. You know, it's, it was really a, uh, a way to show and showcase the veterans' uh, talents, what they learned while they were at the refuge and the community to be served. Um, I think gas is what we spent or diesel <laughs> on the machines. So uh, it really is uh, a lot more than just somewhere to stay a meal. Uh, we, we offer transportation to and from anywhere from work to um, Houston to the VA because we're, we're closely connected with the VA. A lot of our referrals come from there. Not all of them. We've got, we've got folks coming in from all over the country. Um, we've even had uh Folks that are still in the service reach out to us, uh, whether to volunteer or actually get help themselves. We, um, it wasn't but maybe a month ago I had a chaplain call me that really needed help. He really needed some time to rest. Uh, he'd been deployed several times and was just wore out. And we offered a room. We, you that know, is we cool. offered, offered a room. Uh, he was able to find somewhere in North Carolina where he was, but he was ready to come out here and really just get that be rejuvenated 
from the whole process. It is tough. It's tough to serve um, God's people. You know, we're needy. I'm needy. <laughs> and so it, it's it's a hard work, but it's honest work. Uh, painstaking, right? Um, not everybody wants to take their medication or and, and or or although we want to be healed, we, we don't necessarily always agree with the process. And so it's it's part of the work, um, you know, classes like cognitive thinking. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Just just kind of um, talk to me about some of the some of the some of the specific things that that the Warriors Refuge is doing. Let's take, um, uh, you know, when somebody walks in the door, uh, whether they're coming from the VA or they're coming mm-hmm. off the street, um, where do they start? OK, well, let's start with the phone call. So they make a phone call, right? They get our 800 number, whether they're referred through a friend or family or they just found us on the Internet or the VA. They make a phone call with our uh, senior case manager. Uh, We have an 800 number that several of us answer. And then it's directed. Eventually, it's directed after a series of questions and and things like that. It's directed to uh, David Colley, who's our senior case manager. Um, once we get a, a sort of a short bio on the person from the VA, because he has to be a veteran to, to qualify, um, they'll, uh, then the next step is to have the first, the person come in or we pick them up and depending on what their needs are, uh, they'll go through what we have a, um, an intake specialist and that person will go through a series of questions to identify certain needs, uh, that the veteran may have. And then he, he or she is uh, classified into one of our four programs uh, that decides which um, wing you're going to be in. We actually have uh, six wings in our building here currently. Um, and he'll be assigned a room. <clears throat> our rooms hold two veterans at a time. And we also have single occupancy rooms for a, a separate program. And then he begins the, the work, which is <clears throat> getting up in the morning, uh, chores, just like any ship, uh, it needs to be maintained. And we believe that, that, uh, you know, part of healing is that routine, getting up early, having breakfast, uh, going to class for the first month, actually you're asked to to stay on property and to, um, sort of get used to the routine of that, what it looks like. Sometimes our veterans want to up, jump and run and get a job and get out into the community. And honestly, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. We kind of read it, need a reset uh, in order to move forward. And that rest is very important. And, and some of us, you know, we, we don't always want to rest, but it's vital. <clears throat> so it that's is because it, it is because that's, that's what allows us to begin to, you know, you know, to heal is, it, you know, you know, part of that is rest that the whole idea of restore restoration begins with the word rest. Right. Right. So, so, so let me, let me, uh, let me interject here. So, 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 so you bring them in, you know, they get placed in, um, a room, they've got chores. Um, what's, what's kind of next, you know, you'd mentioned some classes, you talked about counseling, uh, what kind of counseling, what are we talking about? So all that is identified in the intake process. Um, you know, um, what their specific needs are. And then they'll meet with either a, uh, a counselor, whether it's um, an LCDC or a LC, uh, LCP. Uh, it just depends on what their needs are. They may meet both 
Um, right, they right. may not need a, a counselor, but we also have um, classes that we teach throughout the week, uh, life skills, um, financial classes, you know, how to get your checkbook back in order, how to get your finances back in order. That's very important for somebody who's struggling financially. Um, and there's a series, there's a cognitive class and, you know, better thinking, how we um, come to the uh, end result of a solution. Uh, right. there, there, are, um, there are lots of holes in my theories, right? And so I need to learn uh, those, uh, those pitfalls. Well, one of my, uh, you know, one of my favorite, you know, psychological uh, word or phrases is uh, cognitive distortion and that, you know, you know, re, you know, rephrased is um, stinking thinking. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're all guilty of that and having, ha- having a place to just kind of reset, push that restart button in life is important because, you know, that rest and, and all those things are, are, are critical. You know, one of the things that I know that you and I have talked about that, uh, that, that, that has recently been, been added to what goes on there at, at the Warriors Refuge is, is equine therapy. And before you you start talking about that, let me just let me just mention uh, for those out there listening, if you would like to get involved uh, with the Warriors Refuge, either through your time, your talent, or your treasure through volunteering or donations, please reach out to them at at their website www.thewarriorsrefuge.us. If you'd like to donate, there's a button there. Um, because there is no such thing as a small donation. Every dollar goes to make a difference in the lives of veterans, disabled veterans, veterans that are homeless and, 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 and in need of that place to begin again. This facility serves sometimes upwards of, of over 200 veterans a year. And that right. is impressive. That is impressive. Right. But one of the things that, that I know that's really on your heart, Caesar, is, uh, working with horses and how they interact in a therapeutic setting. Talk about it, sir. Let me tell you that that program is on fire. I hope I don't take all your time. (laughs) It is on fire. We have um, through experience and um, just applying what we know we've been able, so far we've written two lessons uh, and our, all our veterans will eventually see the six sessions of equine therapy as they come through our program And I'm just going to speak a little bit. The first session that we typically do with our veterans has to, they all have to do about awareness, personal awareness. Um, And the first one is really just an introduction. Um, They're, they're given a task to catch a horse and tell you, that's not an easy task. task. And then the horse is doctored in some way, whether we, we give them a bath or we spray them with mosquito or fly spray. Um, the object of that exercise is that an animal that doesn't want to be caught is caught and that's stressful. And then he's doctored or she's doctored and given a a form of medicine so that she can survive in the environment that she's in. And the beauty of this is the veteran gets to see how important it is to program, to be part of our programming. Many of them have put themselves in the horse's shoes and said, wow, this is me. This is me running from the things I need to face. And at the end of the day, you know, I ask our veterans, so what do you think she got from it? What's the benefits that the horse got from it? Um, And one thing that they don't 
particularly think about is that the fact that she no longer flies on her. You know, some of our healing comes and we don't even know it. Right. We actually are healed in areas uh, because of routine and discipline that we're not even aware of until later. You know, six months later, we realize that the flies aren't lying, uh, aren't hanging on me anymore. And I'm right. living a better, uh, you know, fulfilled life. And it's not a, a, a overnight uh, awareness. It's just a process of, wow, things are really better for me. And, and that's one of the things that that I that I think is so important here, Caesar, is that. And, and and again, by the way, for those that, those of you listening, you know the you know you know my inaugural guest is is a really good friend of mine. We go way back, Caesar Cantu, which is who's the new executive director at the Warriors Refuge. And right now, we're talking about their equine therapy program and that uh, yeah. and how it really, you know, begins to work in the lives of of our veterans and. But you were just talking about something there that you know that really I, I think is is so important for people to realize is that it's not overnight. It's not just this this I'm going to go to one session and I'm all good. It's a process. It's a process. Of, it's a process of healing. Uh, I hear from you along those lines. Yeah, my, my my veterans say all the time, "I just need a job. If you'll help me get a job, I'll be okay." No, no, you don't just need a job. You need to be healed, right? You need to be whole so that you can keep a job um, because of the thinking errors, the way we, we come to conclusions. So it's more than just a job. Uh, we've had several veterans that have gotten a job within the first weeks and, and then just, you know, they fail miserably and have to, have to regroup and then start all over. And six months later, they may get a job, but the healing happens and, and all that they need to have happens. And so although a job is part of, uh, what I call the service work that you do in your healing, it's not the solution. It's not be staying busy and um, keeping your mind on things is not the solution to uh, to your life mattering. Well, and that's one of the things that I you know that I see a lot of people talk about is I just need to be busy. You know, can you give me something to do? Can you do this? Do this? And you know what I what I love that we're talking about here is that there's this process of healing that, you know, that has to be walked through. Uh, I, I was talking with um, someone who, who had recently lost a loved one the other day. And, um, and, and it was, and it was interesting because, you know, they were saying that um, when will this get better? When will this get better? And, you know, you know, and I just said, grief is a process. This, this healing is, is a process. And, and, and you're going to have to walk through this. You're going to have to sit with this a while. And right. so um, talk some more about the, the equine therapy process. I love how they have to, they have to catch something that doesn't want to be caught. And then there's that yeah. initial dose of, of some sort of something medicinal, but. Um, and, and the horse, so the horse is a mirror. He's a mirror of your emotions. Um, we're trained in this field, how to pick up certain uh cues that the horse gives off as we we go through a series of whether questions or answers with our client um in the second the very second uh session that you have and these are intentional uh it's about choices we're asking about choices and here's something that is amazing when you see it in real time and i know we're kind of short on time so i'm going to be quick but no, we're good you just you just go man we, we got this 
So what we do is we have uh, about three horses put in a, in a round pen, which is a, it's sort of like a small corral. It's about 50 foot wide. It's big. Um, and a veteran in there. And in that process, he's allowed to interact with any one of the animals that he chooses or sees fit. Um, he's given about 20 minutes to just kind of feel out, uh, get to know, almost build the, 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 the very first steps of, of a relationship. Right. And here's what's amazing, Cliff, um, is that at the end of the, the exercise, I ask the veteran, so who did you pick? And they'll give me a name of one of the animals. And, and I said, you know, why do you pick this particular animal? And they'll give me reasons. And, and, that, and then I'll ask them, now, did you pick the animal or did the animal pick you? Oh, wow. And Cliff, I'm going to tell you, we go through life like that. We go through life picking what's acceptable or left over. We don't necessarily chase after, th- after the things we desire. Right. Because it's easier. It's the path of least resistance. And if the horse walks up to me, all of a sudden we, we make a connection. But is it really? Is it the one you picked? Is it the one you would rather interact with? Or is it so the in other one words, that's what you, Right. So in other words, what you're saying is uh, we are, it's almost like we're programmed to settle. We are. We are. Yeah, you, you hit it right on the nail. Yes, we are programmed to settle for options in life. Wow. Wow. And that's that, uh, that's deep, man. That's deep. And so, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so then it, that takes us, our veterans, back into, well, how much of my life have I been settling for? Way uh, too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because well, it's it, the easiest thing, you know, I'll even ask a veteran, when you come out next week, which one would you like to interact with? And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it, there is a, a, a difference in, in which, which the one that picked them, because the truth is deep down, they want to interact with who they desire. Right. And that's not the option. That's not what we take in life. We take the thing that walks up to us, the thing that's easy. Um, and if you think back, how many choices in life I've made? that were just like that. They were based on what was best for me, I thought, or easy. And just a life cannot be like that. You know, you, you know, you are absolutely right. I love that, that, that lesson that comes from that, uh, you know, the, you know, the settling, because uh, it's so easy to do that. It's so easy yeah. to just accept what, what comes our way, as opposed to, walking out the life that we were intended to the, the right. you, know, you know the desire that god has put on our heart for something for something more right right so our program uh for now is based on six sessions and and it really it really focuses on awareness uh that second session there that we just talked about is hey are you really making your choices or is someone making them for you what are your options? Did you know you had other options? I, I put three wow. horses in the corral, but I have five. I have six. You know, if you're really choosing for yourself, you have the option to say, Caesar, I'd like to work with the one out there, which you didn't pick. That's a game changer. And that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Then uh, that I can see that person really actively involved in his choices or her choices. And we're just not, but it's a way for somebody to really see upfront in real time. Wow. 
How much of life am I really choosing and how much of life is just happening to me? Wow. That is, um, man, that is, that's inspiring to, that's inspiring to think about. I, I mean, it really is. And, and for those that are, um, out there listening again, I'm talking with Caesar Cantu, the new executive director for the Warriors Refuge. It is a veterans homeless shelter, counseling center, and vocational training and placement facility. Uh, we've been focused uh, this uh, the majority of this time on the new equine therapy program, and he's kind of walking me through some of the uh, some of the some of the different aspects of it. And, uh, but one of the things that I want to want to throw in here is, is, is for you guys that are listening is that, is that if you're a veteran in the, in the, uh, South of South of Houston area, and, and you would like to, um, look into having some, some equine therapy, uh, reach out to the Warriors Refuge, go to the, go to the website or call their main number at 979-345-3800. Their website is thewarriorsrefuge.us. Again, that's the Warriors Refuge. Dot us and 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 check them out it would be um it'd be great plus the other thing that i need you to know is that um while all these services are great uh, none of them are um there's a cost associated with all of it but yes. not to the veteran so if 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 it's on your heart to donate please go to the website uh the website is is open and and and, and ready for you this is the warriorsrefuge.us and uh, there's uh, there's an opportunity to give and and know that the money you give is making a difference in the lives of veterans. Caesar, we are just about done with this first segment. Is there anything you'd like to uh, close out with? No, I'd just like to say that yes, support is 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 extremely important. There's so much cost involved in all all that we do for our veterans. And the fact that we can house anywhere between 58 to, to 62 veterans in-house at one time, that's three meals a day for each individual. Uh, that's every day. We don't skip meals. So you can imagine what it costs to um, to support our veterans and then to do the counseling and the therapy. Uh, the equine therapy is done off-site and there's costs in that. So that's all part of what we do for our veterans. Well, and you know, there's, there's a cost associated with it, but the, but just the blessing that's, 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 that's a part of it is, is, is off the charts. And one of the things I also want to let, let our listeners know is that uh, uh, the book that I've, I've written, your life matters, the toolkit to change your world uh, proceeds from that book sale go to help the warriors refuge as well. So not only can you donate directly you can donate indirectly through, through a book purchase if you'd like. You can go to Amazon.com and find it there, or you can go to the website, yourlifematterstoday.com and find it as well. We're going to wrap this session up, but one of the things I want to tell you that for those that are listening, when you come back, we're going to flip the script a little bit. And my and my good friend, Cesar Cantu, is going to interview me. And we're going to talk about the book, Your Life Matters, and some other things that are on his mind. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to be good. And, and I hope you'll stay tuned, but, uh, but realize that your life matters. Do not quit. Do not give up. And if you need somebody to talk to, reach out to a good friend, a pastor or a counselor. There's, there's always help available and know that your life makes a difference in a, in a way far greater than you could ever begin to imagine. We'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you're struggling to understand your self-worth or deal with mental health challenges, you will want to tune into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Dr. Cliff and his guests will help you understand and work toward what you need to build your best life. Your life matters today. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson. And welcome back to Your Life Matters Today. This is uh, Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. with my uh, good friend and uh, new executive director for the Warriors Refuge, Mr. Caesar Cantu. Caesar, say hi to the folks. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, America. You know, it's it's awfully good mm-hmm. to be here. And and for those of you that are listening, you just heard that uh, that. That if you'd like, we're you know this is a live show, and we do take we you know we do take callers, um, but really today I I really just want to focus on on getting the message out that uh, your life matters. Your life matters in ways that you can't even begin to to fathom, and and I've written a book about that uh, called Your Life Matters, uh, the toolkit to change your world. You notice that I say your world and not the world. Because I really believe that if we begin by that restoration process, that becoming whole and begin to change our world, the world will then change around us as well. Uh, that's, that's how I believe God, God works in us. He begins a work in us, changing us. Therefore, we can be those ambassadors to help others. And a lot of times by helping others, we find we are also helping ourselves. But as I talked about in the last segment, where we talked, where we talked exclusively about the Warriors Refuge, my my good friend here, um, Caesar Cantu, is going to now turn around and interview me. So I'm kind of on the on the hot seat here. He's going to ask about. Well, he has free reign to ask me about whatever he wants. We talked about the book, but uh, we're going to uh, turn the turn the reins over to him for a minute. So Caesar, be nice. <laughs> okay. So welcome everybody. And um, I'm going to be I'm going to be sweet about it. So um, 
first of all, let's talk about this book. What inspired you to write uh, your book here? Well, two things, two things, really. Um, first and foremost, this was a this was a conversation that that my wife and I had. Um, she's a she's a former school teacher. She's a retired school teacher. And she kept talking about how the the kids, you know, she was a teacher in, you know, in, you know, in, you know, deep East Texas. And, um, you know, a lot of the kids were, were challenged. Some of them had, had never left the County. I mean, they, they had been in that area and they couldn't see beyond that. And a lot of them were struggling with whether or not they're, you know, you know, you know, whether or not they really mattered or not. And mm-hmm. one of the things that God had put on her heart was to make sure that they knew, make sure they had other experiences. So she would take them on field trips. She would take them to the opera. She would take them to, um, you know, things talking about the Holocaust down in Houston. She would talk to them. She would take them on sometimes on summer trips to, you know, to Branson, to, to other places, to see, to see parts of, of the world and, and, and be, and, and, you know, and be immersed in, you know, in culture and see the options. And, and some of the people that she taught are now, um, leaders, I mean, like significant, you know, world leaders talking about, you know, nuclear, you know, you know, you know, proliferation on the international stage and, um, pastors and all these different things. So, you know, you know, it was that from that conversation where it began and then, um, you know, to, you know, to kind of tie it all in, having that conversation with that, with that counseling client that I shared in the last segment, where we were able to do the numbers about how many people he interact with on a regular basis, um, you know, really kind of solidified that this message needed to get out there. You know, I okay. remember, um, I remember the movie, because uh, we watch it every year, you know, it's a wonderful life and how Jimmy Stewart's character is literally on the bridge getting ready to jump off because he has come to the, come to the, the edge of, of saying, my life doesn't matter. My life is, I am worth more dead than alive. Wow. And then there's divine intervention. God comes in to, you know, through an angel, shows him what is what the world would be like without him. And it changes everything. And what I want to do is share stories in the first part of this book and then get practical in the second part and just kind of let you know that your life really does matter. Um, there's a suicide epidemic in this country. You know, when we talked about veterans, 22 a day, and I know that they're at the refuge, uh, you guys deal with suicide on a yes. regular basis. Uh, people talking about it, people um, attempting to commit it, um, right. all the intervention, and it's real. Um, in the forward of the book, I put, um, you know, I, you know I, I talk about two people. There's the former Miss America, uh, Miss Christ, um, who was 30 years old and struggling with how her life mattered and here she is a, a former miss america a licensed attorney and that and, and at that moment a uh, a tv show host for, for you know for entertainment tv and all the things in the world seemed to be going her way and she was saying you know i'm struggling to find you know how my life matters and she ended her life because of that uh, uh, yes. so i mean it, it just just one inspiration after the other. And, um, then there was a, then there was a, then there was a veteran. I share, share part of his story. And, um, I just know from, from being there myself, having been at a place where I thought my life didn't matter. 
I thought my life was worth, I was worth more dead than alive. And I remember crying out to God, Caesar, at, at my lowest mm-hmm. point saying, God, can you take my life? Because I knew that if I ended it myself, that it would void the life insurance. So I didn't want to do that. So I asked God to do it. And of course he said, no, no. Um, he said, no, but at that same place, I cried out to him and said, God, I don't know if I'm saved or not, but I know I need you now that I'm more than I need my next breath. And he did intervene in that. And while my circumstances didn't immediately change, I began to change. So that's the, uh, um, that's the story. <laughs> and you're right. You're right. You know, in many of the sessions I've had with our, with our veterans, uh, it seems to be a series of decisions. You know, I'll ask, did, um, did you choose the warrior's refuge refuge, or did the situation choose, you know, the only option, which is to come here? Basically, did you decide to come here or did life decide for you? And um, a lot of times, yeah, they, their answer is life has decided this for me. And it's extremely, uh, um, uh, you know, saddening that I don't have control of my life is how they feel, which produces hopelessness. You know, once it's magnified and becomes reality and and they lose a home or they lose the apartment, they lose a job. And now they find themselves really needing the help that the refuge offers. The next step is hopelessness. And, and so that's where we're starting with our veterans. We're starting from there and their life does matter. It really does. But it's that feeling that uh, they have no control over that life because it's kind of just handed to them, you know, life. And, and then I'm sure we've all felt like that at one point, like, hey, this is the, the, the card you were dealt and you've got to deal with it. Right. Um, if we look back for, for if we look back uh, far enough we can see some choices we made that maybe that's why the card was dealt the way it was. Right. So, well, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that's, that's, that's absolutely the case. It's our choices. Um, one of the, you know, several of the stories that I share to me, um, um, these are things, there's sometimes things that we didn't choose. You know, right. one of the stories that I, you know, well, 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 I share my wife's story. Uh, she's, a. Uh, you know, she's got a neuromuscular disease called CMT, which is part of the mm-hmm. muscular dystrophy family. And it slowly but surely erodes her capacity to walk, for example. Um, you know, but yeah, uh, and how she's continued to make a difference in people's lives. But, you know, one of the other stories I share is that of Joni Erickson Tata, who at, at 17 years old, she has the world by the tail. She is uh, actively involved in her church, actively doing everything and you know her and her family are out swimming she she dives off of a cliff and doesn't come up on her own and in fact she has to be rescued from the water she hits the bottom and becomes a quadriplegic in a moment and of course part of her story is you know the deep dark depression she goes through she absolutely uh, wants to end her life she absolutely wants nothing more to do with this world um then one day somebody hands her a paintbrush and teaches her how to paint with her mouth because that is one area where she can move and control. And then she begins to learn to type with a, a, um, you know, with, 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 with a uh, stick in her mouth. Then she begins to learn to, to sing and to write and 
Then she starts a foundation and then, you know, it just goes on and on. And in fact, a quote that I, that, you know, that I have in there from her is that she believes that God was able to use her in a far greater way because of her disability mm-hmm. than she would have otherwise ever been able to be of use. Right. She was forced to explore other options, which developed strengths, right, out of uh, what we consider a weakness. Yeah. And, and now there's been movies made. There's been books published. There's been art. There's, there's lo- other lives that have been touched and changed forever because her life matters. She didn't give up. She yeah. didn't give up. So your book is, is, is almost a way to tap into uh, resources we don't know we have because the life matters. Uh, and we just may see on the surface that it, we may feel like it doesn't. Right. Um, right. Because we're maybe at the end of our abilities uh, through the book. We're able to tap into other things that are there underneath, uh, so to say. Right. Go yeah. from light to love. Well, and, and one of the one of the stories that I share in there, too, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of them because I, I, I really love them, is there was a uh, uh, there was a nurse uh, and, and, you know, this was, you know, I, I don't remember the exact time back but she was she was nearing the end of her career um and 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 she worked in a in a, in a mental hospital uh she was an elderly lady she was christian you know and just you know didn't quite know what 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 you know what was left for her but she knew that there was this that, that there was this little girl down in the down in the in the dungeon for lack of a better way of saying it down in in, in a place where they, they 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 where they used to put the those that were deemed hopelessly insane in fact, the facility had tagged this this little girl as Crazy Annie. And I'm not trying to use that as any sort of derogatory way. I don't call people crazy today unless I'm talking about myself. But that's what they called her. And but so this nurse being, being you know, you know, being a woman of faith said, you know, I believe, you know, in God's love, for, you know, for all his children. So she started just going downstairs and eating her lunch with her. And she would sing with her. She had talked to her. Annie would never talk back. She was either banging her head against the side of the cell or look or, or, or sitting there uh, staring at the wall. Those were her two things that she would do. And that was yeah. it. She didn't talk to anybody. She didn't say anything. But this elderly nurse, just wanting to see what she could do to make a difference, uh, started doing that. And then one day she had some of her dessert left over. So she said, she said to herself, I'm going to leave part of this, you know, for Annie. So she put it on the, on the, uh, the food tray area where, you know, it was for the, so she just left it there okay. and got no response. But the next day when she went back, the, uh, the brownie, and that's what it was. It was a brownie was gone. And so she says, Hmm. And she goes, Annie, I guess, I guess you like brownies. So she gave her another part of her dessert that day and continued to sing and, Within a couple of weeks, uh, Annie started to recognize her and talk to her. Okay. Just a few words. Uh, within another month or so, she began to sing with the with, with our nurse. And within, you know, a short time after that, the doctors began to see the the dramatic turnaround. And uh, within within a year or two, she's up on the main floor, and then all of a sudden, she's deemed well and she's of age, so she can be released. And Annie doesn't want to leave because she wants to turn around and, and give back in the ways that she had been given to. She wanted to uh-huh. honor that, uh, that 
elderly nurse who had then retired um, in the way that she had been honored. And uh, so they said, okay, we have another tough case for you. Her name was Helen Keller. Wow. And the, uh, and crazy Annie was a lady named Ann Sullivan who then went on to help Helen Keller, who has since made such a dramatic impact on the world and, 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 and those with disabilities. Uh, it's amazing. So it's, it, it's so interesting to me, you know, we don't think about how these little things that we do Caesar that right. have such an amazing impact on this world. We, we, you know, we throw them away or we think, nah, I'm not going to bother when that simple act of kindness can change everything, can right. literally change everything. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be something, something, something grandiose. I mean, I love the quote from Mother Teresa. You want to change the world? Start by loving your family. Um, you know, Gandhi once said, you want to change the world? Start by sweeping your own doorstep. Right. Um, small things. Small things, and I and I, and I love the story of of Mother Teresa that I share is that every morning when the orphanage there, not the orphanage, but the um, but their facility there for the uh, you know for those that were unable to care for themselves would open. She wanted to be down there at the gate every morning when they opened the gates because she never knew when one morning she was going to see Jesus. Because when you help the least of these, you are helping serving Him. That, you know, anyway. Cliff, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the small things do matter. They, they, they are profound. Um, it's even biblical. I, I have this habit, I guess, that I've developed over time is I pick up cigarette butts. I don't smoke. <laughs> but if okay. I see one, I'm picking right. it up. Um, and, and in that conversation that, that I typically have with the Lord is, listen, Lord, I'm going to pick up this cigarette butt. It's my job. It's my duty. Um, no, I don't smoke. But I think it, it's going to clean the environment. It's going to clean where I work or where I am, or whatever, regardless. So I'm going to do the little things. I'm going to I'm going I'm to be in the small details of things, um, and you handle the big stuff. And that's sort of the trade that I have with him. And and he, and he honors it. I'm going to tell you because I'm weighing over my head. <laughs> you know, he's really challenging me to do things that um, go above and beyond my own ability right. because my life does matter. And and, and Thankfully, he's done that in a, in a way through really it's an act of obedience of saying, OK, I will try these things you've challenged me to do. Right. And he develops character in that and does all that he does. And he gets the glory at the end of the day because the person himself realizes, wow, I never thought I had the potential for any of this. You know, well, and that is so true. I mean, that is, you know, you know that is so true. It's it, it's amazing to me how you know, how often we miss some of these, some of these simple things. And, 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 and again, for those of you that are listening, this is your life matters today. And I'm Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr. And my, and my guest slash co-host today now interviewing me is Cesar Cantu, the executive director for the Warriors Refuge. Uh, we're talking about the book that I recently published called your life matters. And it is um, available on Amazon. You can go to my website, yourlifematterstoday.com. And you can get it either either place. Uh, I'd love for you to check it out. Um, but you know we're you know you know we're talking about that talking about that book. But really, we're talking about you know the underlying premise behind it. Why why we think that? And and one of the things, Caesar, that I, I wanted to tie into some of the things you were just mentioning there about how you you know you, you're you know doing these 
doing these little things and, you know, you know, and how God, you know, magnifies that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the passages that's really near and dear to my heart is where Jesus tells his disciples and he tells them this early on. And he said, you are the salt of the earth. Um, now he's telling these, these, the, you, know, you, know, you know, his disciples and, and, and the crowd this, he's telling this to a people that are literally in captivity to Rome. He's telling this right. to the people who, when they look at themselves, all they see often, often is oppression. All Limits. they see is yeah. tough, tough stuff. And right. you know, the you know, most of the disciples were fishermen and they scraped by to try to make a living and you know and survive. The Roman taxes were oppressive, all of that was oppressive. And he's telling them, you are the salt of the earth. And what's interesting about that, about that phrase. We don't necessarily get it today because we want to throw salt away because too much salt makes our high blood pressure, yada, yada, yada. But back then, salt was used as a preservative. Salt was used um, in, in, in lots of different ways. It helped preserve meat. It was used in dyes. It was used in, there's like, there's, there was like a couple of dozen different ways that they used it. And it was considered extraordinarily valuable. And in fact, it was traded equally weight for weight with gold back then. And they had salt trading routes because the only way you could get salt back then was creating these pools and the receding tides. So it was really hard to get. So, so it was extremely valuable. So in other words, what Jesus was saying was you are the most valuable people on the planet. You are the salt of the earth. And that's what he tells us. We are that. When we are, when we are his, when we're sharing his message, when we, even when we don't quite get it, we, that's, that's who we are. We, we are the salt of the earth and the little things matter. Uh, I I know we just have a little bit of time, Caesar, but it looks like you have another question for me. Um, You know, it really talks to me uh, in, in my spirit about limits and how limits in our lives are actually a way that, that God produces more productivity. Um, the, there's so much of that in the world that we feel like, well, I can't, or I, you know, I don't have an opportunity. I don't have this, or I don't have that. I need in order to, and I hear that a lot in, in the conversation of our veterans. Um, I need a job or I need this, or I need, I need transportation in order to get a job. And, and they're limited. At least they see the limits. They see the obstacles, but they don't realize that like your book says, it's actually a way to develop some really core values and character that will take you beyond what a, uh, a car will do or a job will do. Maybe simply working to do something to make a difference in somebody else's life. I love what Zig Ziglar said. You want to be successful. How, how many more other people can you help? How, you know, how can you do more? And, and it's, and it's, and it's so simple, you know, and, and one of the ways that, you know, for those of you listening that, you know, you know, you want to make a difference today, start at home, see about making a difference there. But then what I'd love for you to do is like reach out to, you know, reach out to the Warriors Refuge or reach out to another veteran organization in your area and see what you can do to make a difference because chances are they can certainly use your help. Uh, If you'd like to give to the Warriors Refuge that we've been talking a lot about today, I, I would challenge you to go to their website, and that's www.thewarriorsrefuge.us, and click on the donate button. I would also like to encourage you to check out the book that we've been talking about the second half, and that is Your Life Matters, The 
toolkit to change your world. It's available on Amazon. You can also go to my website, yourlifematterstoday.com. I want to close with just a couple of words here that I, that I think are really important. And first of all, I want to thank Caesar for, for coming on. We're going to have you back again early and often. But one of the things I want to, want to close with as, as we begin to wrap this up today is that life can be hard. Life can be tough. In fact, the Bible says in this life, you will have tribulation. Tribulation is a word meaning you know, trouble so great, it'll bring you to your knees. But what I want you to think about is the rest of that passage, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. These are the words of Christ. What does that mean to you? What it means to you is you have a guarantee that you're going to have challenges. Things are going to be depressing. Things are going to create anxiety. But if we'll reach out and realize that there's more to this life than this, than this challenge, and that maybe this challenge is going to propel us into something even better. Maybe we're at the end of our career and we don't know that we've made a difference like the elderly nurse or, or maybe we're going through a disability or maybe we're, we're battling this and that. There are a thousand different things people are going through, but it doesn't diminish your value because each and every day you are having a positive impact on this world beyond what you can even begin to consider. And, and as you do, as you think about that, here's what I want you to know is that God loves you. And he has a plan for you. He calls you a masterpiece. And as he calls you that masterpiece, he also tells you he has a plan for you. I want to thank you for listening today. This has been a great show. This is our inaugural show. And I'm Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr. And my, and my co-host today or my, and my guest today is Cesar Cantu, the executive director for the Warriors Refuge, a veterans homeless shelter and, and counseling center. And it's been an honor to be here. I, would, I hope to see you again. Next week, when we have a husband and wife team of clinical psychologists come on, and we're going to be talking about some, some, some deep topics there, too. It has been such a joy to be here. Um, yes, again, check us out at yourlifematterstoday.com. Have a great day, and uh, there's a replay today at 9 p.m. Be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Have any questions for Dr. Robertson? Join us on next week's show and share your story or thoughts. We hope we've helped you overcome some of your deepest inner struggles. Have a beautiful week.